Hi, I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening on Broadway at the Casino Theater, November 30th, 1926, The Desert Song, with music by Sigmund Romberg and book and lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein II, Otto Harbach, and Frank Mandel, was inspired by the 1925 Uprising of the Rifts, a group of Moroccan fighters against French colonial rule. It was also inspired by stories of Lawrence of Arabia aiding native guerrillas. At the time, many tales romanticizing Arab North Africa were in vogue, including the 1924 adventure novel Beau and the 1926 silent film The Son of the Sheik. Originally featuring popular Broadway stars Vivian Siegel as Margot Bonvillet and Robert Halliday as Pierre Barabou, who, in disguise, becomes the Red Shadow, the production was originally titled Lady Fair. After becoming a Broadway hit, the production enjoyed a London run at the Theatre Royale Drury Lane, and it was revived on Broadway in 1946 and again in 1973. The story is a version of plots such as The Scarlet Pimpernel and Zorro, and later stories featuring Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and others, where a hero adopts a disguise to keep their true identity a secret. Our leading man, Pierre Barabeau, loves a woman who loves his hero persona but does not know his real personality, which he keeps hidden under the facade. The Desert Song was hugely popular with audiences from the start and has been made into a motion picture four times. In an unusual turn of events, all the film versions were made by Warner Brothers Studios. Starting in 1929, a lavish film with Technicolor sequences starred actors John Bowles and Myrna Loy. This version was scrupulously faithful to and captured the spirit of the original Broadway production and became a hit. By the 1940s, this 1929 film could not be shown in the United States because of its pre-code content, which included sexual innuendo, suggestive humor, and open discussion of themes such as homosexuality. To capitalize on the success of the original picture, in 1932, Warner Brothers released The Red Shadow, a 19-minute black-and-white short film consisting chiefly of musical numbers from the show. A second feature film adaptation was made in 1943. The plot was altered to the then-contemporary concept of having the hero fighting the Nazis. Filmed entirely in Technicolor, it starred Irene Manning and today's radio stars, Dennis Morgan and Bruce Cabot. And here now is that radio production of the World War II era movie version from the May 21st, 1945 episode of the Screen Guild Theater, starring, from the film, Dennis Morgan as Elka Hobar and, in his secret identity, Paul Hudson, and Bruce Cabot as Colonel Fontaine, with Franzia White as Margot in The Desert Song.
Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Desert Song. The starring players... This is Dennis Morgan. This is Francia White. And this is Bruce Cabot. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Warner Brothers' Desert Song, based on the immortal operetta by Sigmund Romberg. It stars Bruce Cabot as Colonel Fontaine, Dennis Morgan as Paul Hudson, and Francia White as Margot. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Desert Song. brooding desert, silent and mysterious beneath a timeless moon. On the crest of a sand dune near Benur, a white-robed rider reins in his horse and for a moment stands there motionless, etched against the pale blue sky. No sound, no movement now, till suddenly he lifts his voice. An ageless Arab call that echoes through the centuries. It rolls across the desert sands, and then from far away comes back again. First from one shadowed dune, then from another, until a hundred voices take it up. These are the rips, the fiercest tribesmen of the desert. And as they crowd their horses about their leader... El Kaba, which way do we ride? The railroad construction camp at Ben Nur. They hold some of our people there in chains and slavery under French guard. Tonight they will be free. El Kaba has spoken. Tonight they will be free. Oh! Attack and death in the desert night. And the next afternoon in the town of Tucknes at Benoit's Cafe, Paul Hudson, who plays the piano in the orchestra, and Margot, the lovely singing star of the show. Paul, oh, Paul, it's so hot. Do you think we need rehearse this number? Well, you'll you'll want to be good tonight. Colonel Fontaine will be at his regular table. What makes you so sure? Isn't he always? That Colonel happens to be a very busy man. The rifts attacked the railroad track last night. Yes, so I hear. The colonel told me they killed 20 of his men and freed all the prisoners. Did he say prisoners or uh, slaves? Paul, I've been here such a short time. 
And there's so many things I don't understand. What's all this fighting about? Oh, it's simple enough. They're building a railroad through the desert. Who? A French banking mob, with the blessing of the government. They made a deal with the Kaid Youssef, sort of a local big shot, to supply the labor. Only Youssef's found out he can't deliver. But if he has the government behind him... It's no soap. That desert in July is murder. Only a crazy man would volunteer. Then how do they manage? They manage fine. The Kaid Youssef trumps up a charge of revolt. The colonel's men attack some little rift village and bring in a gang of prisoners and the work goes on. That isn't what the colonel said. He told me those rifts are absolutely savage. Well... Maybe they are. Savage about their freedom. I guess I'd be, too. Paul, you seem so strange at times. Not at all like an American. How did you ever get in Morocco? (laughs) Well, I don't know yet. I mean, how'd you get here? From Spain, right after Franco won. I was uh, traveling for my health. But you seem so much at home, so much a part of the place. And I've noticed the way the natives treat you, almost as though you weren't a foreigner at all, as though you... We're wasting time. You better try that song. You uh, want to dedicate this one to Colonel Fontaine? Very well, if you insist. To Colonel Fontaine. Colonel Fontaine, there is something I must discuss with you. I rather thought I would find you here. And why not, Your Excellency? Especially when Mademoiselle Margot's singing. Don't you agree, Your Excellency? Colonel Fontaine, you must know I did not come here to listen to music. Oh, yes, I know. The Kaid Yusef is always thinking of business. These raids by El Khobar must stop at once. They are wiping out my profits on the railroad contract. And when I lose money, my friends, so do you. 
Your Excellency, we've tried every means to capture the rascal, from direct attack to generous bribes. But the natives won't cooperate. They look upon this El Cobar as a great leader, a sort of uh, a minor saint. You mean the spy for him? The city's crawling with his spies. They know every move we make, almost before we do. Do you suspect anyone? Everyone. Even Pierre Fanfan, the Frenchman who runs that native cafe. But it's worth any soldier's life to enter what they impudently call the forbidden area. They would never attack a man of your importance. I'm not so sure. Not if you went there with an attractive lady. A lady? I know these natives better than you. They would regard you as being off duty, as merely showing the quarter to a tourist. Mm-hmm, perhaps. But uh, where will I find the attractive lady? Ha <laughs> Colonel, for a man of your great talents, that should be the easiest of all. Yes? El Cobar, the café of Père Fan Fan, at once. Oh, I'm so glad you brought me here, Colonel. I never dreamed a place like this existed. It's uh, run by Père Fan Fan, an old legionnaire who's turned completely native. I've rather wondered about him at times, but I've never been quite... Well, able to... well, good evening. Oh, it uh, seems we are about to be three. Well, hello, Colonel. Isn't this a little off your beat? Our charming friend here wanted to see how the other half of the city lives. She has a very good guide. This place isn't on the standard 20-franc tour. Is that why you like it? No, I I come here whenever I'm homesick. Reminds me of a speakeasy I used to live in back in New York. Same rotten drinks, same noise, same rotten piano. Monsieur Hudson, you know most of these natives, don't you? Yes, most of them. How would you like to work for me? No, thanks. I, I have a job. Paul, what's that you're playing? Oh, a love song. Don't you know it? I don't think so. You ought to. I'll run through it for you. You may want to put it in the show next week. Lonely as a desert breeze, I may wonder where I please, yet I keep on longing just to rest a while. Where a sweetheart's tender eyes takes the place of sand and skies, all the world for a garden in one This 
glad you liked it, Margot. Well, I can ask that, monsieur. I, I felt as though I were intruding. Colonel, in a public place like this? It's not so public now. Please, please just look around you, mademoiselle. Why, why, they've all gone. All those natives. Everyone's disappeared. Oh, don't you think that that's rather strange? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't like the song. Got away from the cafe as soon as I could. I think Fontaine is getting suspicious. You're in danger, Kuba. The Kai Yusef is putting our captured men to the torture, trying to force them to say who you are. How many of our men does he hold at his palace? Twenty, thirty, perhaps more. If we could draw Fontaine into the desert, then we could go in and deliver them. We could... No, Fontaine's too smart a soldier to fall for the same trick twice. We must think of something else. Hassan. But what? Once I heard Yusuf say, the rifts are like sugar in a coffee cup. The longer you look at them, the less you see. <laughs> it's an old saying and true. Well, suppose we change that now and let them see us face to face. El Kobar, we'd walk into a trap. Yes, Hassan. But it will be our trap. And I think I know just the right bait to use. second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild play will follow in just a moment, but now a word from Lady Esther. How do you select a shade of face powder? By the way it looks in the box? By the way it looks on a friend? Or have you used the same shade for years just because you're used to it? So many women use the wrong shade of powder without realizing it. But they realize the difference soon enough when they change to Lady Esther Bridal Pink. For they can see at a glance what life and tone... What fascinating new warmth and daintiness Bridal Pink gives their skin. Bridal Pink takes the guesswork out of choosing a powder shade. It ends completely the risk of choosing a shade that's too yellow or too pink, or that makes your skin look dull and lifeless. You see, Bridal Pink is a new kind of powder shade, blended by means of an amazing modern development in color blending. It's intensely flattering to four basic skin types whether your hair is blonde, brunette, auburn, or brown, you'll find that Lady Esther Bridal Pink instantly gives a more youthful, a more dynamic look to your entire appearance. I don't believe there's ever been a shade of powder that so instantly wakened and beautified even a dull, sallow skin. One young woman wrote, Lady Esther, I really didn't know I could look and feel so attractive. And an older woman said, Bridal pink gives such a fresh, radiant look to my skin, I actually feel ten years younger. The demand for bridal pink has exceeded all expectations, and your druggist may be sold out of it, but ask him to order it for you. Accept no other shade, for remember, you can't possibly put Lady Esther bridal pink on your face without instantly looking younger and far more fascinating. Hey, Porch Light fans. This is Carmen Gonzalez, Development Director. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of The Desert Song, starring Francia White, Bruce Cabot, and Dennis Morgan.
the African night again, still and mysterious. And the plan of El Cobar is beginning to unfold. Margot has been kidnapped by the Rips, taken from the town and brought to their secret desert camp. And now Hassan stands guard at her tent, silent and immovable as she protests. Why have you brought me here and why are you keeping me? You said you'd take me to Paul. You said he was in trouble, that he needed me. I do. Paul. It's all right, Hassan. You can go. Yes, El Cobar. El Cobar? Did he say... El Cobar. You? Margot, this isn't just a crazy gag. Your being here tonight may save 20-odd lives. But you've got to believe me. Trust in me. What must I do? Nothing. Just remain here till I send you back. Is that so difficult? I... I don't know. The desert does strange things to you. The night and all, all those tribesmen around the fire and that native music. Mm. That's an old Touareg love song. As old as the desert. As old as that? As old as the world. As old as love. My desert is waiting. Dear, come there with me. First time I saw you. You must have guessed. You must have known. El Cobar, the lookout has arrived. He says Fontaine has left the town with his men to look for her. Then he's taken the bait. Now we can take our call on Cade Yusuf. Paul. You've done your job, Margot. We'll take you back. But 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 you'll be careful, darling, won't you? <laughs> Don't worry, it's a cinch. Now that we have Fontaine out of the way. Fontaine, Colonel Fontaine. Hello, Halt. Colonel. Yes, Bertrand? Just as you figured it, sir. They rode into town half an hour ago. The East Gate. Did you capture any of them? We opened fire on this scattered. Through the native quarter. We've got a chat off, sir. They can't get away. Good. Attention, men. We're going back. 
Tell him about Full Gallop. I saw him, Colonel. He had a red mask. It's El Cuba himself. And you let him get away? No, sir. I've got my men all around the place. He must be somewhere in that cafe. Fan Fan's place, eh? So I was right about him. Sergeant, have you looked inside? Yes, sir. The only one we found was the American, the piano player. There. You can hear him yourself, Colonel. He's playing now. And singing. Well, that's rather curious in an empty room. I think I'd better have a look. in your heart. Long live the night in all its splendor. Long may the moon light up the blue. All through the night softly and tender. I'll sing my song of Colonel, didn't see you come in. How long have you been here? Hmm, a couple of hours, I guess. Why? When were you last outside the city walls? I don't know, last month sometime. Why, what's on your mind? That uh, dust on your boots. Oh, well, so after two years, I find El Cobar. I find him playing the piano. <laughs> Isn't that amusing? Well, I've had bigger laughs, but I see the point. You know, you're a friendly fellow, and I'll try and see that you get a fair trial. Thanks. Might be difficult, though. Paris is rather touchy about that railroad. It's so important to France. To France? Are you nuts, Fontaine? Don't you know who's behind that France-Siberia line? Well, of course I know. Syndicate of French bankers. Listen, if you think this railroad is being built by and for the French, you're crazy. Sure, the bankers have a dummy front in Paris, but the real headquarters is Geneva. And the money comes straight from Berlin. Berlin? Hitler to Geneva to Yusuf. What we'd call in Brooklyn a smart double play. Hitler, I don't believe that. Why? Because if those Nazis take over Europe, and they're going to try, what would be the shortest route across the Atlantic? From Dakar. Right from where the railroad is headed for. Oh, Paul, if I thought for a minute you were telling the truth... Listen, Fontaine, I'll make a deal with you. You want proof about Yusuf? So do I. Give me one hour, that's all. If I can't get the proof, I'll come back here and give myself up. What do you say? Well, I say, as you say, it's a deal except for one thing. What? You won't have to come back here. I'll come along. How about it, Fontaine? Is that voice crowdy enough for you? He's in there laying down the law to Yusuf. Don't talk so much. Hand that flashlight over here. I want to check these papers. <laughs> Contracts. Yes, between the kind Yusuf and... Uh-oh. I didn't see that lamp. Who is there? Who is it? I may need your testimony, Paul. Naturally, it was self-defense. Naturally. Well, I must hurry now. These papers will go to Paris at once. 
And this may mean a medal for you. And for the rifts? Justice and fair treatment. You have my word. Worried? (laughs) What for? Didn't I tell you I was raised in Brooklyn? Over the ground, there comes a sound. It is the drum, drum, drum of hoofbeats in the sun. Into the clear, galloping near. It is the thunder of El Cobar and his band. And all who plunder learn to understand, to understand... Rise up all by that creed. Call your brothers when you're in need. Call Southern that surrender isn't all. There's no barricade or prison wall. Can keep a free man enslaved. We we'll rally till we have saved them one and all. Oh, there's a place we need to stop When we're off the one and one for all. We rise up all by that creed. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis Morgan, Bruce Cabot, and Francia White for your colorful performances, which have contributed so much to our enjoyment this evening and to the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house, both largely supported by this radio program. And now... I know, Mr. Bradley. You do, Francia? All right, then, say it. And now, before we tell you about next week's program, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss White. Ladies, if you aren't sure what shade of face powder is best for you, make Lady Esther Bridal Pink your choice. For with Bridal Pink, you can make no mistake. It's not for just one type of skin coloring. It's flattering to four basic skin types. Bridal Pink has the amazing quality of dramatizing practically every skin it touches. And it's not only the color of Bridal Pink that's so remarkable. You'll find that the texture of Lady Esther face powder is unusual, too. It gives a more delicate and youthful finish to your skin. It helps blend out flaws and hide little blemishes. It clings softly, hour after hour, never letting shiny patches show through. The response to the new Lady Esther shade, Bridal Pink, has been phenomenal. For women can actually see the years slip away when they apply it. Can actually see themselves become younger looking, better looking. If your druggist is sold out of Bridal Pink... You may have to wait for his next shipment or try some other store. But please do not accept any other color. For remember, no powder shade can give you the happy, radiant look of a woman in love, like Lady Esther Bridal Pink. Next week... 
The Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Joy of Living. It will star Louise Albritton and Robert Young. Be sure to listen. Dennis Morgan can now be seen in the Warner Brothers picture, God is My Co-Pilot. Bruce Cabot is currently working in the 20th Century Fox production, Fallen Angel. The Desert Song was presented through the courtesy of Warner Brothers, producers of Pillow to Post. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. You save enough on the largest size jar of Lady Esther face cream to buy a box of Lady Esther face powder. So remember, ask for the largest size. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you, and good night all. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. feature film version of The Desert Song was made in 1953, with most of the adult themes and humor being removed or sanitized. This adaptation altered the plot to make General Baraboo the father of Margot, rather than the father of the Red Shadow, as in the play. It starred Catherine Grayson and Gordon McRae, and featured actors Raymond Massey, Ray Collins, and William Conrad. Both today's version from the 1943 film and the 1953 film changed the hero's name to El Cahobar from The Red Shadow, as it was in the original Broadway production. The Desert Song was brought to live television in 1955 with Nelson Eddy, Gail Sherwood, John Conti, Otto Kruger, and Bambi Lynn. One of the writers brought in to shorten and modernize the dialogue for the teleplay was the young Neil Simon. Today's star Francia White started her career as a vaudeville performer in her late teens and then began singing in more serious classical music repertoire during the mid-1930s. She drew the attention of Hollywood and began working as a ghost singer for films in 1934. Francia White soon broke into radio in 1935 and was highly active in that medium until 1942. In addition to her radio work, she's chiefly remembered for helping to launch Edwin Lester's Los Angeles Civic Light Opera in 1938 and was one of their main leading performers up through 1942. White's career was tragically struck short in 1943 when she developed a severe case of rheumatoid arthritis that forced her to retire Today's supporting actor, Bruce Cabot, is best remembered as the character Jack Driscoll in the original King Kong in 1933, and for his roles in films such as The Last of the Mohicans in 1936, Fury in 1936, and Dodge City in 1939. He was also known as one of Wayne's regulars, appearing in a number of John Wayne films, beginning with The Angel and the Bad Man in 1947 and concluding with Big Jake in 1971. Theaters across the country need your support now more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. ¶¶